Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Larissa Lam. We are back with episode twenty-one, the second half of my fangirl chat with the ever-inspiring workplace professional Francis Aquino. So let's get right back to it. So, what happened after Headspace? What was your next adventure? So I thought that being part of smaller startup companies that experience hyper growth, the next trajectory would be to be part of a big multi-million-dollar company with mm. tens of thousands of employees.、Mm-hmm. So I moved on to Uber as the、mm. regional facilities manager for the West Coast.、Mm. So I was handling all offices in the West Coast except for San Francisco, which is the Uber headquarters.、Mm-hmm. So I was handling two offices in Los Angeles. One in Phoenix, Arizona,、mm. which is a 500-person office、oh. that runs 24/7. Wow! I know <laughs> an office in Seattle、uh-huh. and two small offices in Las Vegas and Hawaii.、Uh-huh. That's a big jump, headcount-wise, from Headspace. Yeah, yeah. When I left, I think we had almost three hundred employees at Headspace,、mm-hmm. and then when I moved to Uber, it was about twenty five hundred employees total、wow. for the West Coast.、Mm-hmm. So how、yeah. was that different or similar? Very, very, very different.、Mm-hmm. For one, the culture at Uber、mm-hmm. was really, really fast. It was fast paced.、Mm-hmm. We had to do what needs to be done. Within you know faster than the allotted time or allotted deadline,、mm-hmm. the different locations kind of operated separately.、Mm-hmm. So there was not much cohesion as compared to, for example, our Headspace offices. We had different locations. We had a cohesive mission. We had a cohesive look. With Uber, it was a little bit different in terms of the look and feel in the different locations. So、mm-hmm. those are the things that. I saw differently, and I pushed to have that global workplace experience, even with just my region, which is the West Coast.、Mm-hmm. So your role was to define the standards for the workplace in the West Coast, or what was your role in terms of what did you bring and what did you、mm-hmm. achieve, learning from all the past experience. I think for Uber, it was more so operational.、Mm. The employee experience and culture took a little bit of a back step to、mm-hmm. the operational need for the offices to function properly on a day-to-day basis.、Mm-hmm. So it was mostly workplace services,、mm. dealing with the different vendors that help operate the different offices.、Mm-hmm. We had, you know, a little bit of maintenance issues. We had a little bit of Audit for the different workplace services that we've had, but coming from Headspace and Nastigal, who were really big on employee experience and employee culture,、mm-hmm. I really pushed to have that element also incorporated in the day-to-day operations of the office.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, we provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner in most of the locations for Uber offices,、mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that we have some data. An input from the employees,、mm. so it's not just hey, we're providing this cater Monday to Friday breakfast, lunch, and dinner.、Mm-hmm. In a little way, we're able to incorporate the input from the employees、mm. before we make decisions on the different vendors that we're putting in. 
mm-hmm. or the different services that we're putting in into the different offices. Mm-hmm. Which means, in a little way, employees feel that they have a say in the workplace services mm-hmm. and thereby making them feel heard and making them feel happy. And we go back, happy employees are productive employees. Mm-hmm. And in order to have the feedback, you had to send out surveys or how did you do that? Because in the smaller companies, you can talk to the department heads, which probably don't lead too many people under them. But with Uber, I imagine it would be very, very different. So how did that process of getting feedback help or how was it like? So once again, going back to the fast-paced nature of the industry mm-hmm. at Uber, the surveys, just like we said, it's going to be a different scenario. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard also to get something approved from corporate in a mm-hmm. fast-paced manner. Mm-hmm. So what we did was for every location, there's a general manager mm-hmm. and the team lead. So we made sure that we get their input. We made sure that we were able to communicate to them. And then within their own you know, internal pods, they were able to communicate that to the employees in that location. Mm. And that we were able to get the input of the general manager, the team lead, and a handful of the employees within that location. Mm-hmm. Were you able to take a different approach with the survey? Or was the survey very standard from location to location? Because I could imagine that it could be slightly different because each location would work a little bit differently but i may be wrong no no you're right you're right it is very different so for example if we compare los angeles to phoenix it's a stark difference because phoenix once again 500 employees 24 7 access to the office Mm -hmm. with santa monica it's a mixture of uber eats the marketing team just very different teams within one location So definitely having a discovery phase within each location in order for Mm. me and my team to make the right decisions and the right services implemented within different locations. Mm -hmm. So it was more like a regional wide initiative, but very customized based on location approach for this improvement of workplace experience. Yeah, and this is where I discovered this term called celebration of cities. Mm. So just like exactly what you said, it was a regional initiative wherein we were looking into how to improve workplace services. Mm -hmm. And then when we go into a city, we wanted to celebrate the city. Mm. So not just the build out of a certain location. Most of the offices that we have in the West Coast were already built. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to feature a little bit of the culture of that location. Mm. So look and feel the design, the murals, the decorations. We wanted to have a certain hint of celebrating the city where we're at Mm -hmm. in order to feel a little bit more at home and a little bit more pride in that city. And it worked wonders for the employees. They feel more connected to their office Mm. and they feel like, It's a company that first we are proud of, Mm -hmm. but then it's a city that we're even more prouder of, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yes, it does. It all goes back to the feeling of working for a company and the feeling of being in that 
workplace and working mm-hmm. with the teams, with the people you work with, it's really yeah, hard to yeah. ever explain this in words. It's just feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so much detail that goes into the celebration of the city. Mm. So, you know, we talked about decorations and murals. We talked about the branding of the office. We wanted to make sure that it looks like an Uber office, but then it feels like an Uber office in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then we have snacks and beverages. There might be a specific snack or a specific beverage that is very popular in Phoenix at, mm-hmm. that we don't have in Santa Monica. So we wanted mm-hmm. to feature a standard list of perks and benefits, but then having that celebration of city within that perk and benefit, which in this case is a specific beverage or a specific snack. Mm-hmm. Celebrating the local culture and neighborhood vibe. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then next project, which I really, really want to hear all about, it's the big brother of all projects for you, I believe, <laughs> at least from your profile. <laughs> it's Honey, right? Uh, it has two offices that I think you helped build both. So take us through this big brother of all projects. Oh my God, my all-time favorite. It's the biggest build-out that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's the build-out that I led from conceptualization, design, furniture, mm and carpet so just every single detail of both offices i had a hand in picking Mm. and obviously collaborating with our founders collaborating with department heads that still continued the collaboration is and discovery is super important Mm -hmm. but just leading the build out and design and implementation was really the most exciting thing i've ever done and the biggest build out i've ever done so Mm -hmm. yes This is my love. (laughs) (laughs) So when you first joined Honey, how many employees were there? So they had this plan, right, to move to a big HQ. And what was the JD like? What were you supposed to do? And did this really make use of everything that you've learned in the past many, many projects? Oh, yeah. All these experiences and all these skills and more. <laughs> so I feel like I had three different lives at Honey. Mm. So when I was brought in, mm-hmm. we had multiple offices. Mm-hmm. And specifically to LA, we had at that time two offices that we wanted to consolidate. Mm. But just like any story of a successful startup company that went through hypergrowth, it was desks over desks over there where where else can we put additional desks because Mm -hmm. we need we have more people to hire and we have more people that need desks Mm -hmm. so I think my first iteration for my job description is to look at the current space planning of all the offices Mm. and see how we can bring back collaboration Mm -hmm. and directly from our founders mouth was how can we bring back the noise And I was Mm. caught off guard with that time. Like, what do you mean bring back the noise? Mm. And I experienced it really when I came into the office. It was really, really quiet. And Mm. I think that happens when you have that space plan of shoving desks all over the place and it becomes 
really eerily quiet because no one wants to say something because everyone can hear it. Mm. So that was the main goal of my first iteration as the director of office operations of Honey. Mm. So looking at that and then going into culture as well, really looking into the workplace services that Honey is offering Mm -hmm. and that Honey would like to offer. So looking at that. Mm-hmm. At that time, we had 130 employees mm-hmm. and going into example of catered lunches, for example, everyone would order a lunch from a specific website, the restaurant or the catering company would deliver it. And mm-hmm. then people would just go into the break room and find their lunch <laughs> amongst hundreds of different lunch boxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's just one example of looking into workplace services. So. I brought in a catering company Mm -hmm. that was on budget and that was up to par with what Honey would want to serve to their employees. Mm -hmm. And it just became a little bit more organized. Mm. It just became a better experience for the employees as they go get their lunch. Mm -hmm. And we were able to save time and be able to make employees more comfortable as they go into the lunch service, eat their lunch, create relationships with their other coworkers, and then have certain time to just rest and relax before jumping in and start working again. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. curious, how did the new caterer make it easier for the employees to find, this is my lunch box, this is what I need to eat instead of taking forever mm-hmm. to find yeah. their box? Yeah, so this is one of the great things that I've learned from at Uber. With Mm. Uber, because we have several locations Mm -hmm. and every single location would have the standard workplace services that we offer, Mm -hmm. the process and the policies are super strict with Uber. And you need that in order for all locations, because mind you, the West Coast regional offices is just five or six among hundreds of different locations Mm -hmm. and hundreds of different regions in cities and countries. So in order for Uber to be a well-oiled machine, the process and policies are super strict. Mm. So this is one of the best things that I was able to bring to Honey. Mm. Mm-hmm. Initiating process and instituting policies mm. in the workplace services. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So your question on how the new lunch service became a little bit more organized and helped the employees. Mm-hmm. Instead of specific lunch boxes and specific orders, mm-hmm. we had a buffet line. Uh-huh. We made sure that we were able to provide at least two or three different entree options. Mm. Chicken, beef, fish, veggies. Mm. We needed to make sure that we are able to look into the different allergies also that mm. employees would have. Vegan, vegetarian, mm-hmm. gluten-free, nut allergies. Once again, going into all these details for workplace services, Mm -hmm. it's a lot to think about. But if your main goal as a workplace services team member is to be of service to the employees, these are the things that would come naturally that you would really think about these things because you have the employee's experience as a priority. Mm -hmm. Basically, you will have to think about or find the pain points of the employee's day to day and then find a way to help fix them and make them not a pain point more like a happy point (laughs) 
yeah, make them non-existent mm. and not having employees to worry about the background work so that they can focus on the things that they have to do and the things that are important to their roles. Mm. Because food is happiness and we have happy oh, employees. Yeah. <laughs> it's productive employees. Yes, yes, yeah. And, you know, looking at it with the data that we found, in general, not just with Honey employees, but in general, mm -hmm. if you remember around maybe 11 a.m., employees start to think about what to have for lunch. <laughs> I'm hungry. So, <laughs> yeah. So either looking at maps and looking at the restaurants nearby, mm. 12 noon, 11.45, you walk to the restaurant to get your food. You fall in line. You know, by 12.30, you get your food. You need mm. about... 45 minutes to eat it mm. and then another 15 minutes to walk back and then possibly you get coffee you get your smoke <laughs> mm -hmm. break so it really is a time-consuming mm. perk for the company mm -hmm. and once you have a more organized nutritional really delicious perk such as the catered lunch I think it really saves the company a lot of money because it saves time for the employees mm. and it creates happy employees also, as you've said. Mm -hmm. and, and so this is one of the projects you had at Honey, but this is before the, the Q build-up. Build yeah. Yes. So what happened after the food project? <laughs> was there another thing before the big project or was this actually happening simultaneously? Do you have to fix this lunch problem? and then also have to manage the project of the HQ build-out? Or was this actually after the lunch project? So luckily, we went through the different stages. So mm. like what I said, just looking at the space planning, redesigning the spaces. Mm. And then second iteration is reviewing workplace services, what we're offering and what we wanted to offer. So the fact that I still have hair means it <laughs> went into different stages. <laughs> so yeah, and then the third stage and the third iteration of my life cycle at Honey was the build-out. Mm. So at that time, we had processes and policies in place. Mm. I feel like the workplace services and the different offices are working smoothly and, mm. and operationally. But then we knew that because of the growth that we're going through, mm -hmm. we needed a bigger space. Mm -hmm. And this is where the new build-out comes in. Mm -hmm. I can say this now, and I'm admitting it on your podcast, Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared so much to mm. accept the project because once again... It's 130,000 square feet office space for 600 employees. Mm. And the biggest build-out that I've led mm -hmm. is 38,000 square feet. But mm -hmm. I said yes mm. because I'm armed with the experiences and skills mm. that I've had mm -hmm. in the different offices. And I made sure that the discovery phase, the collaboration with everyone in the company that I needed to collaborate with, the communication to the stakeholders on a step-to-step -step basis and the importance of prioritizing employees. Those mm -hmm. are the key things that I put into the Honey HQ build-out, mm -hmm. which made it really successful, which made it a project that everyone is proud of and everyone just fell in love with the space as well. Mm -hmm. 
And was the preparation for the spill out a lot, or was it not as much as you have expected? Because all the processes and policies that your team has put in place already, or was it still a monster? <laughs> I spoke to one of my mentors of workplace experience, and mm-hmm. she said. It's just the same. It's thirty thousand to one hundred thirty thousand. It's just the same. You just like multiply it a number of times, and <laughs> she was lying. She was, <laughs> yeah, it's not true. <laughs> I mean, the processes are there, which she's right. The basic processes are there, but it was a monster project.、Mm-hmm. Plus, midway through the planning of the Los Angeles office. Our Santa Barbara office said, "Hey, I think we're doing a build out also." And Francis, <laughs> we want one too. You and your team are going to handle that as well.、Oh. So midway, there was a point that we were actually planning space, planning, choosing furniture, every single thing that has to do with an office build out. We were doing it twice because of LA and Santa Barbara.、Hmm. Yeah. So yes, to answer your question, it was a, a monster of a task. Mm. But once again, because of the discovery phase, because I had such a great team that's passionate about workplace experience and prioritizing employee experience, I think we were able to handle it in such a way that we knew that it's going to be successful.、Mm-hmm. And was the process for the build out smoother because you have already been in Honey for a while versus? The projects before where you joined, and your first project was to renovate or build out the new office. Here, you already did the lunch project. You already put the new policies and processes in place. Did that help at all with this monster project? I think it helped that I knew the players, I knew、mm. the stakeholders. I have a relationship with the executive leadership team, so I knew. Where to go, who to go、mm. to, and have an idea of who the company is and what the voice of the company is.、Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect, yes, it was easier. But in terms of the workplace services, it was our opportunity to once again redefine the workplace services that we're going to offer the employees.、Mm. It was our time to audit, to look into how we can make things better. I think. That was going to be the the main plan right away.、Mm-hmm. We don't want to settle that. Hey, we're providing these services, but、mm-hmm. it's always going to be how do we make things better,、mm. and how do we make our employees happier? I think that was always the main goal of the workplace team at Honey.、Mm-hmm. And. There's one question, one topic I forgot to ask about is that with all these projects, how was the change management like? Going from an office with thirty people to over a hundred, two hundred, and then Uber, and also putting new processes and policies in place at Honey, I would imagine the change would be so dramatic that it's not like next day you walk in and there's a buffet line, and therefore <laughs> you just line up and get、yeah. your food. So how was that process like? Communication is the secret to a really great change management.、Mm-hmm. I initiated communication for the new office a year in advance of、mm. our target move-in date.、Mm-hmm. A lot of the stakeholders are asking, "This is way too early."、Mm. But I thought that 
once we introduce specific aspects of the new HQ, it's going to be easier for mm. employees to accept the change, mm. to get to know the change, and to be familiar with the change. Mm. For example, parking, it might sound like a tiny aspect of the new build-out, but people are thinking about that. Where do we park? How do we get to the office? Mm. So introducing to the company that, hey, with our current office, we have 90 parking spaces. Mm -hmm. In the new office, we have almost 400 parking spaces. <sighs> so right off the bat, you take out one worry from the employees in this big change that they're going to undertake. Mm. Going from an office that they're comfortable already, that they're productive. It's been months or years that they've been commuting from their house to the current space. Mm -hmm. So little by little, you take off a worry because of the information that you communicated to the team. Mm. And as we did a build out, if one conference room gets done, I wanted to communicate that right away. This is the look and feel of the conference room. This is the technology mm. that we're having. And months before we moved into the space, we installed this new technology in our current spaces. Mm -hmm. So employees, once they go into the new space, this is another worry that was taken out from them because they were able to familiarize themselves with mm. the technology that we're going to incorporate in the new space. Mm. So before they even step foot in the new space, they already know exactly what to expect from pictures, from everything that you've communicated through to them. Yeah, well, not exactly everything. We still wanted to have that element of surprise. <laughs> so we wanted to make sure that, you know, basic stuff, parking, conference rooms, technology. We wanted to tell them that we have a big game room. So all these bits of information that would help them out, mm -hmm. but wanted to make sure that there's still an element of surprise once they start working. Mm -hmm. And how long yeah. was this whole build-out process for the oh. LA office? <laughs> two years, I believe. Yes, <sighs> two years from the day that we signed the lease uh -huh. to the day that we moved in. Mm -hmm. You were at Honey how long before the process began one year, year and a half? <laughs> oh, no, probably three months before three the months. process started. <laughs> uh, and then how about Santa Barbara? Was it also probably less, right? It's a smaller space. It's a smaller space. It's 18,000 square feet space. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really say easier. There is a little bit of truth from what my mentor said. It's basically the same, mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's specific issues and concerns that we needed to ensure that we put into place. So once again, just like at Uber, the Phoenix, Arizona location is a specific team with specific needs. Same thing with Santa Barbara. We wouldn't want to package everything that we've thought of in LA and just make it a smaller scale and then just plug and play in Santa Barbara. Mm. The discovery is still there. Mm -hmm. The meetings and the input from the Santa Barbara employees are still there. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, the celebration of city is still there. So it's basically starting from scratch mm. to ensure that what we're building is specific to the city, specific to the location, but still feels like a honey office. Mm -hmm. Were you able to ever combine the two projects, like the different steps of the two projects together? Or was it really two separate projects 
that you had to take on at the same time? Our strategy was to hire vendors that have nationwide reach.、Mm. So the combining of vendors made it a lot easier.、Mm. Plus, our goal was to ensure that whatever process and policy that we have in one location goes into a different location. So, for example, security. We wanted to be a cohesive experience. Your badge in the Los Angeles location would also work in the Santa Barbara location.、Mm. So combining the security vendor helped us as the lead for the buildouts、mm-hmm. because we were just communicating with one vendor,、mm. and because we really tackled how it is to secure LA,、mm-hmm. they just replicated that mission in the Santa Barbara location.、Mm-hmm. Our AV vendor, also our audiovisual vendor,、mm. we talked about the experience of employees in the LA headquarters in terms of audiovisual presentations.、Mm-hmm. So they replicated that same TVs, same speaker system, same microphones, same you know AV vendor.、Mm-hmm. So we were able to combine those vendors and made it a little bit easier for me、mm. and my team to finish. The project successfully.、Mm-hmm. So, if you can choose, would you still have these two projects together or separately? <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, separately. Because、uh, Larissa, Feb eighteen is our one year anniversary for opening our Santa Barbara location. Oh, yes.、Wow. And then a couple of weeks after that, we opened the LA location. Yeah. So,、uh, so that's another question I want to ask you. In our Corona discussion, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So, I want to know as wrap up questions. Now that we have gone through the whole journey of your career with you, what is your favorite design feature from many of these projects? Wow, Larissa, it's like making me choose which one's my favorite son or daughter. <laughs> you have multiple favorite. <laughs> So headspace is a favorite, mainly because of what we talked about. It was really designed for the employees.、Mm. So a favorite feature for the headspace design was our collaborative space.、Mm. It was very thoughtfully designed. It was intentional. We have a really big wall that showcases our mission.、Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that in the photos that you've looked at. Yes. And when I say intentional, this is right next to the main door where everyone goes in.、Mm. And when you look at that big wall, it reminds you of your mission,、mm. of why you're working at the company.、Mm-hmm. It really makes you mindful of all the things that you're doing is directed to achieving that goal. So that's one of my favorite design features.、Mm-hmm. At Honey, one of my favorite design features would be. Our grand staircase, which connects the second and the third floor、mm-hmm. of the building.、Mm-hmm. The second and the third floor spaces are the biggest number of employees that we've had.、Mm-hmm. And I pushed for the grand staircase because one of our goals into moving into this new headquarters is to consolidate all employees in LA.、Mm. And once we consolidated, I didn't like the fact that we were still separated by floors. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ensure that there's that visual connection between second and third floor, that you're able to just do a free flowing employee experience going up and down. Visually, you'll see P 
people working on the third floor, people working the second floor. So you still have that connection, even though you're separated by two floors. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen the pictures of that staircase somewhere too. I think I've looked at all your project pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then what is one most memorable moment? If you have to pick one, only one. Oh, I think I go back to Nastigal. Mm. One of the most memorable moments is when I was about to leave the company and the outpouring of support, the outpouring of gratitude for the work that I've done mm. with the company was really, really highly appreciated. Not to say that with all the other companies that I work for, it's also appreciated. But I think this is because of that life-changing moment that we were talking about. This mm. is the pivotal moment that I realized, hey, I'm appreciated for the work that I've done Mm. and I would always want to have this feeling and that made me pursue the Mm. workplace experience career path Mm -hmm. yeah thank you very much for sharing everything but before I let you go I want to make sure our listeners can connect with you and also reach out to you about anything and everything workplace related so how could they do that Yes, please. Like what I told Larissa, I love talking about workplace experience. I'm very passionate about it. If there's anyone that would have questions that need help, I'm always willing and I'm always available. Please check out my website. It's a vain website. It's just francisaquino.com. And with an even vainer email address, which is francis at francisaquino.com. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. And lastly, I'm showcasing some of my work on my Instagram page, which is at Francis M. Aquino. So yeah, please connect with me. And I'd love to hear about your experiences as well in workplace experience. And I'd love to network. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time. It's been more inspiring than before, for sure. And Definitely, I have learned a lot from listening to how your experience has been, and I'm sure our listeners have too. So we will definitely have you back on again because we ran out of time. (laughs) So yes, catch you next time then, Francis. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Larissa. Thank you. If you are interested in more workplace design stories and content, you can go to our website at larissalam.me to find our social media accounts, blog posts, and of course, the podcast episodes. Thank you.